Church family, if you would, open up in your copy of God's Word to the book of Colossians. We're going to spend just a few moments in Colossians chapter 1 this morning as we prepare our hearts to just respond to the glory of Jesus and worship and adoration of Him. I want to talk to you for just a moment about being all about Jesus. All about Jesus from Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 23. As the end of Jesus' earthly ministry was coming to a conclusion, he instructed his disciples to go into the city of Jerusalem and find a colt of a donkey there, uh, one that had never been ridden. And, and they found that particular colt of a donkey and, and brought that to Jesus. And Jesus got on that donkey and he rode that donkey into Jerusalem. And the text of Scripture tells us that there were crowds that gathered. And those crowds, they, they gathered in celebration of this man named Jesus who was riding in to Jerusalem. And they said certain things. They said things like, salvation is here. They said things like uh, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They said things like blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They said things like blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. And they said things like Hosanna, which means salvation in the highest. It was an incredible celebration. Matthew tells us this. He says that the whole city was stirred up. It was stirred up. I don't know if you've ever seen a group of people stirred up before, but it's that Matthew tells us that the whole city was stirred up as Jesus rode in on this uh, donkey. I, I think it's safe to say that on that day in Jerusalem, it was all about Jesus. Jesus was the center of this celebration. In church, for followers of Jesus, for people who have come to know and understand by God's grace who Jesus is, nothing should have changed. Nothing should have changed. It was all about Jesus then in church. It's all about Jesus now. Jesus was the center of attention that day in Jerusalem. And Jesus ought to be the center of attention in our lives each and every day. But why? Why is Jesus so special? If someone had come up to you and ask you, hey, why is Jesus to be the center of attention? Why not someone else or something else? Why is it Jesus? What might you say? What might you say? Why Jesus? Why should our lives be all about Jesus? Matthew goes on in his account of the what's known as the triumphal entry of Jesus to tell us that the people in that city of Jerusalem who were stirred up, they were asking that question. Who is this? That's the question that they were asking. Who is this? And that's a great question for us today. The answer given by the crowds in Jerusalem that day was this is the prophet Jesus. From Nazareth of Galilee. This is Jesus the prophet from that little town called Nazareth in Galilee. Now their answer to that question was fairly accurate. Jesus was a prophet and, 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 and saying that they were, they were recognizing that this is that man who's been going around and, and, and teaching with authority and doing really great and, and awesome miracles. <clears throat> their answer was, was fairly accurate, but it was incomplete. What they didn't realize that Jesus was so much more than simply that prophet from Nazareth. Jesus wasn't merely a prophet who did miracles. Church, Jesus was God in human flesh. Jesus wasn't merely from Nazareth. Jesus was from heaven. 
Jesus wasn't merely a means to an easier life out from under the oppression of Roman rule, which is what they thought Jesus had come to do, to be an earthly political leader. No, Jesus was the way of eternal life out from under the condemnation of sin and the wrath of God. And so when we understand who Jesus is, we'll understand why Jesus is worthy, church, of being the center of attention. We'll understand why it's right for our lives to be all about Jesus. And today, in just a moment, our adult and our children's choirs, are, they're prepared to lead us in a special time of focusing our attention on Jesus through scripture reading and through songs. That's, the, that's their heart. That's what they want to lead us to do today is to focus all of our attention on Jesus. And we're going to hear from various passages in God's word which clearly reveal that Jesus is the center of it all and various songs proclaiming the truth of who Jesus is and calling us to make our lives all about Jesus. But before they come and lead us, I just want to spend a moment looking at one of the passages of Scripture which very clearly communicates to us it's all about Jesus. And it calls us to make our lives all about Jesus. And that is Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 23. The Apostle Paul has just told the Christians in Colossae that God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This mention of the Son of God provides a great opportunity for Paul to dive into who this Son of God, this man called Jesus, really is. Was he just a prophet from Nazareth or was he something more? Let's read Colossians. Let's begin with chapter 1, verse 15 through 20. Direct your attention to God's word. He is the image, talking about Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Church, Jesus is more than just the prophet from Nazareth. This is one of the great Christological passages of the Bible. We could spend a lot of time, many sermons, uh, many hours unpacking all the truths that, truths that we see here. But let me just make a few quick observations as we get our minds fixed on Jesus. Who is this Jesus? First, church, we learn that Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Notice what Paul says at the beginning of verse 15. He, the Son, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. Listen, you and me, we were created in the image of God, but Jesus is the image of God. We were created after the likeness of God, but Jesus is God. He is the image of God. To see Jesus is to see God. Verse 19 confirms this by saying, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So who is Jesus? It's not just a prophet from Nazareth. Jesus is God. But then we learn something else. Who is Jesus? He is Lord of creation. Jesus is Lord of creation. The second half of verse 15, Paul says that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Now that doesn't mean that Jesus was the first part of creation to be created. In this context, the word firstborn describes status, not origin. It's not talking about where Jesus came from. It's talking about his relationship to all of creation. Jesus wasn't created. 
He is God. He has always existed, but he holds the status of firstborn, which means that he holds a position of supremacy over all of creation. Verse 16 tells us that by him, all things were created and that all things were created through him and for him. Verse 17 tells us that he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. In other words, Jesus created everything. Jesus created everything for himself. And Jesus is the glue that holds everything together. Church, not only is Jesus God, Jesus is Lord of creation. And then we see one other thing here. And it is this. Not only is Jesus, is Jesus God, not only is he the Lord of creation, but Jesus is the Lord of salvation. Jesus is the Lord of salvation. We see this in his authority over the church, in his defeat of death, and in his reconciling sacrifice. Verse 18 says that Jesus is the head of the church. The church is made up of all those whom God has saved. And so Jesus is the head, the authority of the saved, people who have salvation. He's Lord of salvation. Verse 18 tells us that Jesus is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. It's talking about his resurrection, right? Jesus rose from the dead. In other words, Jesus has conquered the grave so that all who belong to him will be saved from death. It is in Christ that we have salvation from the consequence of our sin. Jesus is Lord of salvation. And we see that Jesus was the reconciling sacrifice. Jesus was crucified in order to bring about reconciliation. You know what the word reconciliation means? It means that if there's there's a break in a relationship, that those two people come back together. The reality is that our relationship with God has been broken because of sin. There's a separation there. And so to be reconciled means to be brought back into a right relationship with God. And we see that this is what Jesus has done. Verse 20 says that Jesus made peace. That's the coming back together, made peace by the blood of his cross. The creation has been broken because of sin. But praise God, Jesus' death on the cross broke the curse of our sin. And one day there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth that will be free from sin because God will once and for all remove all wickedness. He'll remove Satan and all who belong to Satan. And it'll be removed from forever in the new heavens and the new earth. There will be a reconciled creation. And here's the good news. Here's the good news for us. In that reconciled creation will be everyone who has believed in Jesus for salvation who has placed their faith in the Lord of salvation. Jesus' death in our place allows us to be reconciled back into a right relationship with God. Sin destroys our relationship with him. But Jesus went to the cross. He hung there and died there and endured God's wrath so that we wouldn't have to stay separated from God forever, but that we could be brought back into a right relationship. Let's look at the last few verses of this passage. Verse 21 through 23. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Church, Jesus has life giving authority over the people whom he has saved. He's the head of the church. Jesus has conquered the grave to save us from eternal death. He's the firstborn from the dead. And Jesus became the reconciling sacrifice to save us from eternal separation from God. He has made peace by the blood of his cross. 
Truly, Jesus is Lord of salvation. Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord of creation. And Jesus is Lord of salvation. So here's the call for us today. Have you believed in this Jesus for salvation? Have you believed in him? If you've never believed in him, then his call to you is to trust in him, to come to him with your sin and allow him to exchange your sin for his righteousness, to put you back into a right relationship with God, to rescue you forever. As you see Jesus for who he really is, I pray that you'll believe in Jesus for salvation. He's the only one who can save you from your sin. And if you have believed in Jesus, church, if you have believed in him for salvation, then as we're led to focus on Jesus through song and scripture today, I pray that we will grow in our um, in our ability and, and determination and desire to make Jesus the center of our lives. When we're confronted with the truth and confronted with it over and over again that Jesus is God, that Jesus is Lord of creation, and that Jesus is Lord of salvation. And why would we not want Jesus, one who's unlike anyone else, to be at the very center of who we are? That we will continue, as Paul says, in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel. Who is Jesus, church? He is God. He's the Lord of creation. And he's the Lord of salvation. Now, that'll cause a stir right there. That'll cause a stir. That'll make people say, who is this Jesus? Let's be ready to say he is God. He's the Lord of creation and he is Lord of salvation. It's all about Jesus, church. He is the center of it all. And so may we as individuals, may we as families, and may we as the church be all about Jesus. Can you say that with me? All about Jesus. One more time. All about Jesus. Let's celebrate this beautiful and amazing Savior together. Y'all feel free to sing along at any point in this. And near the end, we will stand and everybody will sing song together. Let's worship together.
Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs.
God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have not been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now we are reconciled. Shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation.
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present or things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Will you stand and sing in Christ along with us?
So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort for love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. Having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and found in human form. He humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We're going to stay standing and sing. Y'all start singing this as you catch on. But this is one that all the kids at August Children have been learning. Lift high the name of Jesus.
Thank you so much for allowing us to lead you in worship and uh, celebrating Jesus, our King. Um, thank you to our parents and anybody that brings our kids on Wednesday nights, the Melody Makers. We have a lot of fun in there, as you can tell. And, um, and then uh, in All God's Children, we've been singing that song for a while now, and it's just so fun to get to sing and dance before the Lord and celebrate who Christ is. Um, I'm so grateful for Lori and her hard work with both of our choirs and um, just kind of she designed all this to put this all together and uh, for us just to have an opportunity just to celebrate Jesus. And um, and that's 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 what our heart for all of us is, that we would celebrate Christ. And as that song said, that as we lift high the name of Jesus, he would lead us out into the fields of harvest where there's so many people that aren't yet celebrating Jesus because they haven't believed in him. They don't know who he is and, and what he came to do. And, um, and Christian, that's on us to go into the fields of, of grace as God leads sinners home um, to himself. And so um, our prayer is that as we have enjoyed worshiping the Lord today, that it would lead us to live lives of worship on mission for our King Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for this opportunity we have had to worship King Jesus. Father, it's just a little bit of practice for what we will get to do for all of eternity to serve you and to to worship you and to lift high the name of our King. Father, we thank you that our King left heaven and came to earth to live the perfect life that we could never live on our own to die the death that we deserve to die and that he did not deserve to die. And then to rise up from the grave, providing forgiveness and life to everyone who would call upon his name in faith. Father, if there's someone here today who has not trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation, Lord, I pray that right now they would call out to Jesus. Lord, that they would ask you to save them. Not because they are worthy of it, but because Jesus is worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. To gather to himself all for whom he shed his blood. Father, would you lead sinners home right now? And Father, as we depart from this place, would we leave on mission? Would the celebration continue? Would we continue lifting high the name of Christ? Singing how marvelous is Jesus, who came to rescue us. Lord, help us to sing it and shout it loud enough, not just for us to hear, but for the world around us to hear, so that other people will be drawn by your Holy Spirit to give their lives to Christ and to become worshipers of the one true and living God. Father, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. May Jesus be exalted in our lives. And it's in the name of our exalted Jesus we pray. Amen.